What's happening, guys? Welcome to The Daily Show. Today is Monday, April 17th, and we have one heck of a show for you today. It is nearly tax day, everyone's favorite day. Where is Bitcoin headed next? We are going to chat and figure out what we think is going on. Solana smartphone, would you buy it? We'll dive in. The SEC Exchange Act that you need to know about uh, was announced over the weekend. We're going to give you the details. The Winklevoss twins are digging in their own pockets for Gemini Exchange. We got this and so much more. Listen, if you love the content, hit the like button, subscribe to the channel. We appreciate it. Let's get the show rolling. Mikey, bring us in. Metavault Trade, a decentralized spot and perpetuals exchange. It's a new kind of decentralized exchange on Polygon, designed to provide a large range of trading features and very deep liquidity on many large cap cryptocurrencies. Connect your crypto wallet and start trading in seconds. No KYC needed. Trade top cryptocurrencies with their 50 times leverage with professional trading features. Or stake MBX and provide liquidity to MBLP, earning real yield. With more than $500 million in trading volume and trusted by more than 8,000 users, Metavault.Trade is the go-to solution for trading. Link in description to get started trading today. Please trade responsibly. What's up? What's up? What's up? Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening, depending on where you are. Corval. Hello, my friend. I like the pink hat. Hello. How are you today, Clay? I am doing wonderful, my friend. Not a case of the Mondays. I uh, I had an easy Sunday. I'm feeling good. Got a lot going on. It's, uh, it's good, dude. Just chill. Just chilled on Sunday. Just chill, my friend. It's, the, it's the day of rest, as they say. Oh, I see. You were observing the Sabbath. I uh, appreciate that. That is correct. That is correct. Uh, what's up with the uh, the background, my friend? Uh, I'm in hell right now. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I changed this for a reason, and then I forgot to change it back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, hopefully we uh, hopefully that's not indicative of uh, any any future events, but no, dude, we'll, we'll, we'll let it ride. It's uh, yo, it's everybody's favorite day. Tax. Well, tomorrow's tax day, my friend. Yeah, day you done year, your taxes? Right? You paid your bills? I I have done them. Yeah. I mean, it was funny. We were, we were, we were chatting before the show that nothing in life prepares you for tax, like tax season, tax day, filing taxes. Like there is nothing mm. in school. Uh, I majored in finance and international business and not one piece of that. Well, there was, I guess, some classes on taxes, but like it, it was too late by that point. And, it, and it's not like anything to do with your taxes. It's just tax, yeah. like, you know, code and implementation, generally speaking, like, we were so like they didn't teach you how to do your businesses taxes and in, in business school like there was not taxes? there was not a uh, uh this is how you would go about handling taxes personally if you owned a business uh it there was there's not feel like it, like like this is on purpose it's you know because yeah. doesn't it cause you so much anxiety it's like they got a gun to your head and they're like you owe me money yeah and you're like okay and then you give them money and they're like wrong amount <laughs> right ever-changing tax code certainly doesn't make things easier i i did i do my stuff through cpa uh and i gave it to him 11 days ago i have not heard back and so today's gonna be a call like yo dude like, he's just gonna send deal? you a letter back it's gonna say you're fucked <laughs> tomorrow it. tomorrow is the day my friend and i haven't heard anything so uh who knows man who knows but uh yeah man um as always a ton to cover today looking forward to it we got a lot of uh a lot of things to go through we are we are going to talk about uh as always bitcoin where are we headed 
some some stuff with KyberSwap uh, that you need to know about if you haven't seen it, make you aware. The Solana smartphone, this SC, uh, the SEC Exchange Act, um, Shaquille O'Neal, who everybody loves, and the Winklevoss twins. And so we got a lot to cover. What's up? Oh, I just remembered I saw Shaquille O'Neal live recently. Not really, like a year or two ago. Uh, here in Jacksonville, we got, I think it's called like WCW, some wrestling foundation. I saw Shaquille O'Neal get uh, thrown off of the ring onto the ground. They ruled him away in an ambulance. It was awesome. <laughs> nice. That's awesome, dude. It's wild when you see, uh, I haven't seen Shaq, but I've seen other NBA players like outside of the court. And it's and I'm like 5'9", so it is insane to see like, these dudes that are six, yeah. eight, six, nine, seven feet tall, like to actually see them in real life is, is insane. The wrestling was funny because it was like watching that mountain scene from like Game of Thrones, which is super big. He's like putting yeah. his hand on people's heads like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. he could certainly, uh, yeah, he, he could, uh, move more he could do some damage in the wrestling ring. That's for sure. Uh, what's going on, guys? Mr. Got Plenty, JW, uh, Cygnus. Everybody, what's going on, my friends? Thank you for tuning in, as always. Uh, I say let's go ahead and jump in and get started. Uh, as always, I say win Corval coin. Uh, but before we get there, let's look at some Bitcoin, some Bitcoin stuff. So we had a heck of a week last week. It was one of the better weeks we've had uh, since June of last year. Uh, I mentioned on Across the Chains Friday. If you haven't seen it, go back, watch it. It was a heck of an episode. Uh, very, very long, but chock full of amazing information, in my opinion. Um, and so go back and take a look at that. But we talked about um, just the markets in general and the macro market specifically and um, and Wells Fargo's call for market pullback over the next three to six months. The funny part about these calls is they literally name the banking industry, um, uh, like uncertainty around student loans. Uh, just like they, they name like 10 different things that could be catalysts or triggers for a pullback. And, and it just makes me laugh because if you name enough stuff, you're inevitably going to be right at some point. It's just one of those things. So uh, I love I love the vagueness of why we are going to head where we, we head. So uh, but with that said, we had a heck of a week, a lot of excitement back in the crypto markets and a lot of excitement uh, around uh, Ethereum Chappella, which we talked about a ton last week. Uh, and we'll and we'll look at a dashboard that was built for, from Dune that Corval sent over to me, which is a pretty awesome dashboard. We'll drop it into the uh, the post post notes here. Uh, but let's go ahead and take a look. So, so Bitcoin uh, it hit a, a local high of just about thirty one thousand uh, on Friday, uh, which was quite exciting. And there was a you know there's a ton of of leverage longs open. I think that I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I'm sure that we've seen a lot of longs get, get liquidated over the past 48 hours as Bitcoin's price has continued to move down. Uh, and so I threw up a uh, basically like a Fibonacci retracement. So like value, like where could we where could we go if this retracement continues um, and, and what, you know, what would that mean overall? So. Um, so basically, you know, looking at where we started this from from a local high perspective. Uh, and not this giant wick up, but really like what was the local high right around 30,500. Uh, we've since lost 30,000 as support, uh, which was, you know, right, right about here. Uh, and so we are now trending down. You can see that we are resting on the, the 0.786 Fibonacci retracement level. Uh, we hit that level and, and bounced up slightly. Um, so, you know, I, I think that, you know, the, the reality of the fact is, um, we could retrace back down to like 0.5 and that would be about 27,600. 
Um, I think that you know we find pretty good support from from previous uh, levels here, um, and so you know really you know 0.7 like these these are all potential targets. 28,270. Uh, I think more likely 27,600 if we continue to see uh, strong market momentum ahead of where we were last Friday. So, so that- real quick, can you give me a quick primer? What is this Fibonacci? mean the golden ratio i thought it was a spiral it is the, it is the golden ratio i mean basically it's like it's 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 a historically proven mathematic equation that and i can't give you the math over off the top of my head of, of how they reach these levels but there are certain intervals that if you divide them by one another uh they they, they come out to these ratios and okay, okay. from a trader's perspective you know this is widely used in in technical analysis uh and and it, you know, I, I don't know if it's whether everybody gets trained on the same thing or that um, the golden ratio mathematically works out to uh, to actually be, you know, strong indicators for trading. It could be a combination of both, okay, but okay. it does seem to work both on the upside and the downside, depending on the directional movement of whatever we're not, you know, analyzing. Um, and so to me, um, a 50, you know, a 50 percent retracement from from the local high would put us at about twenty seven thousand six hundred. Uh, and I do think that's in play. Um, and look, retracements are healthy. Like you have to flush out uh, the leverage that gets in the system, and and you know a, a potential reset uh, and finding support is is a natural market movement. And so, um, you know, th- you could make the argument that you should always have some stable sidelined or take profits uh, when you see things start to hit local tops because you can buy back in. Um, and so that's kind of uh, it depends on your strategy. I just so happened to have some stables because I was going to put them into something else and uh, never got around to it. So that was more luck than uh, than than strategy. But mm-hmm. uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. But um, I'm seeing a lot of people call for for 27.6, and and this would be a reason as to why. Um, and you know, I think that uh, uh, we'll, we'll, you know it remains to be seen. Um, and uh, Corbal is playing Diablo too, and so you know, so we'll, we'll wait and see what happens. But this this is on the table. If we look at the market bubbles, uh, it's a mixture, right? The top 100 mm-hmm. are a mixture of of, uh, of red and green, but I would say you know 90% red. So obviously the market is just reacting to the movements of Bitcoin. Not a massive surprise there. Uh, what is a pretty interesting surprise is because Ethereum is holding. Um, and my tabs are changing. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Because Ethereum is uh, has been you know kind of holding itself above 2,000. We saw a break of 58, and we talk about Bitcoin dominance a lot, but we saw a break of key level 58, um, and then a pretty massive retracement in Bitcoin dominance. And so you can see that we're quickly losing uh, losing momentum in BTC dominance, which is traditionally good for altcoins. Uh, and we've talked about you know why that is as Bitcoin dominance drops, and the rest of the rest of you know the, the capital in Bitcoin rotates to other places, um, and it may be you know it, it could be why. We are, you know, Bitcoin dominance coming down could be why we're seeing both Ethereum uh, do decently well and the alts not get crushed. Like if you look at every, you know, if you look across the board, things are down, but they're not crushed. Fan, uh, you know, um, let's forget FT, FTT. <laughs> it was another one. Optimism down 3%. Uh, ApeCoin down 2.8%. Um, you know, Neo is old, very old, 2017, down 6.3%. Phantom's actually up 2.1%. AVAX up 2.1%. So, so the market is sitting mm. at a, a level of like, I'm, I'm going to wait and, and decide at a direction. And obviously that direction is going to be Bitcoin dependent. 
and, and so we'll you know we'll see what happens. But uh, the the Bitcoin dominance coming down as it is means that there's capital rotating out of Bitcoin into uh, into other things. My my assumption would be that uh, based on uh, East Chappella that uh, a lot of it has rotated into Ethereum at this time, riding that wave up from uh, from where we kind of started uh, on on um, at about sixteen eight all the way up to above two thousand. Uh, and so, you know, so, we'll, so, so it remains to be seen kind of where, you know, where does this Bitcoin retracement take us and where do we find support? Um, again, I think, you know, that, that it's realistic to think 27.6 could be revisited, uh, but, you know, it, it remains to be seen. And so, you know, so that's kind of, you know, my, my, my general take on Bitcoin as it stands right now. Um, and so, yeah, uh, Corval, any, any, uh, any questions, anything to add? Serious question to anyone? Well, I'm thinking 26 makes sense, um, but I want to look at uh, the long interest. So, uh, Sigma says stable clay, unstable clay, transitory stable clay. Uh, actually, just to a that's funny. B, uh, I actually had a bunch of stable. Or the reason I had moved to stables because I had plans to actually buy uh, in large volume a certain token, uh, and I didn't get around to it this weekend. So. Um, that was more luck than anything else. And so uh, in terms of the Bitcoin you know, retracement that we're seeing, you know, maybe I get a better entry price. But the, the, it, wasn't, it wasn't to be in stables. It was actually to rotate into something else. Uh, and so uh, that is why that happened. And, uh, you know, and sometimes you're the beneficiary of, of, of interesting timing. And I would call that luck, my friend. Uh, and so, you know, so, yeah, go ahead. Were you, uh, you going to pull something up? If you're looking for something, I will go through this this quick Coindesk article that, that just came out. No, we can move on, dude. I was just going to say, yeah, I think luck is probably, I mean, if you got good luck, dude, that's probably better than anything, isn't it? Uh, I mean, lucky it, play. It, it, I, I would consider luck the same thing as roulette, the same thing as flipping a coin. Like it could have completely gone the other way. We kept momentum uh, and I ended up SOL because uh, I didn't pull the trigger. Like that's, that's how those things go. But there's, you know, so there's, uh, John steps what token uh honestly full full transparency I was I was going to buy shimmer uh and so that's uh that's that's the deal um and uh we can probably do an episode as to why but that's that's where I was headed uh but uh there's so much comparison to and, and this has been going on this isn't just like a hey today I noticed there's comparison it's going back the last three to four months there's been a massive amount of comparison to the 2019 cycle for Bitcoin to uh this cycle and Corval's favorite saying, history doesn't repeat it, but it certainly rhymes. Uh, and I memorized it this time, Corval. Um, and so there was an article that came out uh, on today, actually this morning, uh, at 5.16 a.m. on my time. And so it says Bitcoin could peak at 45K in May, analysts say, which is uh, you know a very strong move from where we are. I guess that's, what, a, a, 33, a 33% up. Uh, and so the cryptocurrency... Uh, market seems to be mirroring its performance in the first half of 2019 when it more than tripled in valuation, marking a solid recovery from a year-long bear market. Excuse me. <clears throat> the, the coffee. Uh, Bitcoin is now is closely following its early 2019 surge and prices could peak at around 45000 next month, according to Velt Lunday, senior analyst at K33 Research. Uh, and so, you know, look, Everybody's got their own opinion. Again, there's people on, on crypto Twitter that are calling for $10,000 Bitcoin. Uh, you know, this is backed by by really historical movements that we saw in 2019. So if you believe that 
uh, we are in a market that mirrors the, the the 2019 cycle, then this is basically why they feel that way. So bottoms in both cycles lasted for approximately 370 days. And at peak to trough return after 510 days of both cycles reached 60%. Um, and in 2018, the bear market topped 556 days after the 2017 peak on June 29, 2019, with a 34% drawdown from the peak. And that's about what we saw, um, uh, you know, over, over the basically from um, going back to March to the 16K bottom. Uh, and so, or excuse me, January to the 16K bottom. And so, you know, if, if you believe this could be a potential, then, you know, potentially 45K is on the table. I don't put too much stock in this kind of stuff because, again, there was no war in Ukraine. There was no, you know, now 5.4% CPE. Uh, we weren't, you know, we weren't, there weren't banking crises and failures. There was not, you know, there's, there's so many, there's so many different factors now that drawing these kind of conclusions, I don't know if it's clickbait. Uh, the analysis is decent in terms of comparisons, but um, you know, like to point out kind of both sides of what could happen, whether it's a, a return to 276 uh, and continued momentum up towards the 45,000 mark. If you believe the 2019 cycles and this cycle have some type of comparison. Um, and so Bitcoin's year to date rise has been widely referred to as a hated bullish move. I thought this was interesting. Uh, as a hated bullish move among crypto Twitter observers, considering several prominent traders are positioned uh, for a continued sell-off in the first quarter. A hated bull market typically begins during pink peak pessimism. Uh, and when we talked about consumer sentiment, and not necessarily specific to Bitcoin, but just for the markets overall, on previous episodes of The Daily Show, and I would also, you know, I would translate, correlate that into peak pessimism. It reaches a fever pitch once uh, investors who reduce risk in anticipation of an extended slide begin to feel underexposed and join the bullish bandwagon and you and we've started to see specifically this last sentence or the last quote you know few words of the sentence join the bullish bit wagon or <laughs> join the bullish bandwagon gotta love mondays uh and so we're starting to see that i put out a tweet on friday uh with a, a meme of uh of, of what's his name from the office uh what's what's the main boss's character's name in that michael scott michael scott thank you but my tweet said starting to see a lot of uh accounts that were you know big chill accounts in the 2021 bull run reemerge and come out to play and the michael scott meme said nope don't like that and I feel the same way, which is nope, don't like that. And uh, and it is like it's critical to know who you are following. And like for this, and I put I got Suvaki from across the chains and Revel Intel responded to me, said I'm starting to see the same thing. And and my response to him is, this time around, I have a, uh, a responsibility to comment on these these accounts posts uh, to let people in uh, in crypto Twitter know that that they were like you know full of crap the last cycle and so when i see these accounts i'm going to try to call them out uh because they were nothing but shill fud crap accounts and uh and and you know now, now they're coming out of the woodworks again what an opportune time but this is that you know it plays into the uh this this narrative here of of hated bullish move and people will return when the money's back on the table uh and that's what i'm starting to see so you heard it here first. Clay's gonna be policing the timeline. He's gonna be telling people what's up. He's gonna be pointing out the the shillers. Yep. Gunning yep. them down. Yep. That's. Uh, I mean, honestly, it's 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 it is a uh, like we do have a responsibility. If if you're in this space doing shows like this and you've been around for a while and you've seen people get 
ripped off and scammed by accounts like this. Like I find it to be a personal responsibility to, to call this stuff out. Um, and I so, so I think that that's, that's kind of where I am. Hey, real quick. Could you click on that crypto observers on Twitter hyperlink in, in that thing you highlighted? I wonder who, who they're talking about. It's going to pull up an account. Let's see. Um, with that said, oh, uh, <laughs> these, these uh, search hated uh, Bitcoin rally. Okay, uh, I'll, I'll go back. So the hated rally of 2019 ended with a significant blow off top uh, before BTZ resumed trading 40 to 60 percent down from its 2017 ATH. So basically, they're talking about a, a big, you know, a, a large move uh, to the positive, and then, and then another pullback before uh, a a sort of return to a bear, bull market. Excuse me, started in like the 2020 timeframe. And and if you you know if, if if you believe that like Wells Fargo is right that we've hit our 4200 because Wells Fargo called for for the S and P to, to hit 4200 and then retrace about 10 percent down to the 3800 mark if you believe that to be true and they said over a three to six month time frame I mean my God that's a long it's a big window like again throwing darts at a board but if you believe that to be true then then something like another drawdown if we see uh, a, a a run to to 45 as this article suggests. Uh, then you know, then you know they could potentially be right. So look, everyone's got an opinion. Uh, we're going to take this day by day. I, I'm not making three to six month projections. I don't know if I find this article to be more clickbait than anything else. Uh, so we'll, we'll wait and see what happens. But uh, over to your, over to the tweet. So let's see the most hated rally in Bitcoin's history. Whoa. Thirty cares on Bitcoin, almost up two x in the bottom. This is probably one of the most hated rallies. Hated top Bitcoin forty three thousand E32 Link one hundred. Summarize: I find it hard to argue that leverage is driving this rally in market. And it looks like uh, spot driven Bitcoin behavior. There will come a time when leverage tail wags the dog, but I do not believe it's now. Feel more like hated disbelief. So yeah, I guess there's. It seems like the you know the term hated rally is certainly. Mm -hmm. Um, certainly, uh, seems like uh, a lot of people that are actually happy about the rally saying it's hated. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so hard to say, but, uh, you know, with that said, that's, that's kind of where I see things going. And, and again, retracements are natural. Like, like I've said it on, I, I've said it and actually gotten a lot of crap from, from both Austin and, and Twitter, uh, and, um, that, uh, up only is a meme. And that we like retracements are our national part, natural part of the progression of a cycle. And so, you know, there's I also get a lot of crap for for saying that if Bitcoin, you know, moves up 30, 30 percent a week, there's nothing wrong with pulling a small amount of profit off the top of some of your alts that have moved high because there's a good chance you're going to get a retracement. And so, you know, so I guess it depends on what type of trader you are, but but definitely get uh, some pushback on Austin that. You know, move, moving out of things too early will eventually get you caught. And again, I'm not saying you need to sell 50% of your bag, but taking a, you know a 10% clip on a 30% move is not a bad idea. That's my, that's just my perspective. So, um, you know, hey, I think it's solid, bro. I think it's solid. If you're a trader, you should be taking a little bit of profit when it goes green, and you should buy in a little bit when it goes red. It's just that simple, isn't it? I mean, it's like people believe that you're you're never going to get that entry again, and 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 I, I think that. Right now in this market, there's that's not true. Like if we're talking, you're never like, gonna get a dollar entry on Bitcoin again. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, extremes like that certainly, but I'm I'm saying like people, th this market is so messed up still. There's still so much. Like, you know, the Fed is definitely gonna raise interest rates again in May. Like there's there's so many factors you know working against us that to think, oh my God, I'll never get I'll never get that opportunity at that entry level again is silly. Um, and so that's that. And so. 
Let's talk about ETH for a second. We talked about it a lot last week. Um, and, you know, the East Chapella slash Shanghai, whatever you'd like to call it, uh, was a very, very bullish event for both Ethereum and the crypto market in, in general. Uh, and, and you sent this really awesome dashboard. And we'll we'll drop it into the uh, we'll drop it into the show notes after this or the show description. Um, but it, it goes through, uh, you know, a, a pretty in-depth perspective as to uh, who's depositing and who's withdrawing. And uh, and so so it's, it's just a good dashboard to keep up with. Um, you went through this dashboard. You were the one that sent it to me, dude. Was it like was there something in particular you wanted to point out here? Yeah, I like this ETH withdrawals here on the bottom right. You see these charts. You see the uh, the full withdrawals like being queued. And if you scroll mm -hmm. down a little bit more, the one right below that, you see it's plotted against uh, the price, and you can see it did almost like nothing. <laughs> right, right. So, so you know, there were a few trains of thought as to what was going to happen with ETH Chapella, and one of them was that we were going to see the market tank, or at least, excuse me, we were going to see ETH's price tank as a result of withdrawals. That certainly has not been the case. Uh, and it's not surprising since 60 and, and, and some people don't put stock in this, but 60 percent of the withdrawals are still underwater. And so to me, I do put stock in that. And, and eventually people will want to exit and rotate, but it doesn't mean that it's right now. And so, you know, so basically you're right. Corval, there's been uh, a large set of withdrawals. It looks like today, the 15th uh, was was quite a, a lot of withdrawals. I don't know. Maybe that was driven by Kraken. Let's see. Is there is a breakdown who the withdrawals are from? Lido, ETH depositors, ETH, no, Kraken. Yeah, so six, so Kraken only makes up six percent of the queue, even with uh, Kraken US closing, and then thus they need to give back any ETH that was with that was excuse me deposited. Uh, so you know, to me, it's been a really positive event. I, I don't think that there's probably too too much else to say, but but this chart is a uh, you know this this Dune dashboard is probably a good one to have. And so we will we'll make sure we share it with everybody um, in terms of uh, in terms of the, uh, uh, the the movements if you want to track them yourself. So anything else to be said there, bro? Oh, no, we can move on, dude. Cool. All right. So looking at uh, looking at crypto total market cap, uh, excluding Bitcoin and ETH. And we've looked at this chart before, but dating back to uh, November 21st, we've seen a pretty strong, you know, obviously just a straight downtrend in total market cap of everything without Bitcoin and ETH in it. Uh, but you know, this, this downtrend line, you know, kind of, it started sort of back in November of 21, uh, with one giant wick up and then the downtrend really, really actually turned and became drastic. So we'll start at that last wick up. Um, and you can see that if we, you know, if we follow it down, we, we have broken kind of what would be, uh, the downtrend line, um, as of, you know, the, the basically starting in the beginning of this month. And so that was a that was a bullish indicator that you know that that you know there's been a lot of calls for alt season and this is a bullish indicator that that alts could be headed in the right direction. And the one thing that I'm seeing here is like if you you know if you come back to sort of this massive wick down on May 22nd uh, it, it sort of sets uh, a a resistance line coming across of which has only been broken once but rejected in September, rejected in October, rejected in November rejected in february rejected in february rejected in march and then uh we, you know we've we've trended along and, and sort of broken through that down that downward trend line but you can see that even with the breakthrough we're still fighting that resistance line that, that was set uh from this long wick down in may of 2022 and so um i've talked about you know if if capital rotation can come into alts and and uh we could see a target of, of like 600 billion which is you know 200 billion more than we see right now in the alt market 
that would actually signal a legitimate altcoin market run. Uh, but right now we are still fighting this resistance line. Uh, and so, you know, you can see we briefly broke it uh, a couple of days ago and, you know, alts have been pumping nicely, particularly Ethereum. But that's just something that I'll be keeping an eye on is this uh, crypto total market cap excluding Bitcoin and ETH. Uh, and let's see what happens with this fight against resistance. Uh, and if we can break it, then obviously that would be bullish for alts. And so let's see. Let's see how this goes. Uh, these are just things that I'm keeping an eye on and uh, we'll see where we head. Uh, all right. You got no, I said sweet, dude. <laughs> oh, sweet, dude. Yeah, absolutely. So. Uh, unlike a lot of other shows, we're not here to tell you that uh, it's altcoin season, everything's gonna rip, and and you know have a my my face like this that things are going up 1100%. Uh, we want to be real about what's going on in the market and take things one day at a time because that's how they should be evaluated. So uh, let's talk about some of the topics for today. And and one, this is more just a call out to folks if in case you you know you you had some exposure or you've used Kyber Swap or anything otherwise, we just want to do something quickly uh, to let people know that there was a vulnerability on KyberSwap. Um, I have used KyberSwap because they actually have a lot of different LPs that have some really nice, uh, really nice yields on them, particularly like on the Polygon side of things. Uh, and, and so basically they found a vulnerability in, uh, in their uh, Kyber Elastic products, which is their, what would you describe that as? Concentrated Paul? liquidity. Thank markets you. it's the new one yeah. uh that kyber has so if you have your money in those in that aspect of their project it's a good idea to pull it out yeah uh, but they're like legacy system which is just like they call it a dmm but it's just like an amm uh i guess with additional features that's safe um so yeah so look anything like this obviously so, so no so Funds are SAFU apparently, but anytime something like this happens, obviously withdraw your LP immediately. So if you've interacted, look, I would take that a step further. If you've interacted with KyberSwap, I would just go re reject the, uh, the the contract approvals because uh, it doesn't mention that in this article, and that's something that you know you should do. You should do that as a religious uh, thing anyway, or religiously uh, within the space. But basically, their total value lock for these for these. Um, uh, liquidity pairs dropped from from 108 million to 61 million a day earlier. Obviously, no no uh, surprise there. Uh, but no funds have been lost, and the classic product is unaffected. Again, I would still um, reject all smart contract approvals. Uh, and so, yeah. So basically, just wanted to make the community aware that if you've interacted with KyberSwap, um, particularly these elastic um, these elastic products then go get out and go reject your approvals. Uh, and so I, I didn't have the, I'm not connected to MetaMask here, so I can't pull up a, a visual of what they are, but nevertheless, it's more of a heat of warning and uh, something that you know everyone just needs to be aware of. So just wanted to make everybody aware. Uh, hold everything. Say, hell yeah, for catching it before someone exploited it. We see that a lot where yeah. things get exploited first and a lot of these, it seems to be the project is made aware, but they're not quick enough. Yeah. Good on Kyber for moving quickly. Yeah, I, I completely agree, man. It's uh, it's I'm it is rare. I mean, a bit. They, yeah, I think they suffered a hack in 2022 already, and so you know, obviously hacks are prevalent. But uh, but yeah, good on them for catching that, making it known publicly, and and good on them for not saying what the vulnerability is in the smart contract like like so many times you see like peck shield come out and say vulnerability found here it is and what does that do 
it triggers this pile on of people then being and going and, and like obviously um you know of of, of going and taking the taking a, uh, advantage of the vulnerability in that exact moment and so apparently that did not happen here so um so that's you know so that's a good thing so just wanted to make everybody aware uh guys if you're if you're, if you're watching this hit the like button for us uh we appreciate it and uh and tell people about the daily show man let's blow, let's uh, let's blow this thing up i know i say it all the time but we appreciate you guys uh, so let's talk about the solana smartphone my friend this announcement came out uh, i believe it was last thursday um and just want to get your thoughts on on this entire thing and, and want to hear from the folks watching in the comments uh you know as we go through this like what's your take on the smartphone would you use it would you buy it and uh and you know and what would you do if you uh if you had a heart attack and this was your only phone actually that, 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 <laughs> you're really that, queuing me up aren't you that's right that's right so so bro i'm gonna i'm gonna take a step back i'll, I'll give a bunch of context but i want to hear from you uh on 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 your thoughts okay yeah i mean dude i i think it's uh you know i'm not hot on solana i don't know if i really trust them to deliver a quality product but you know I'm kind of excited for a crypto enabled smartphone. I pulled up some of the specs from the company they used to make it. Mm -hmm. And uh, they've got this proprietary seed vault technology. Tell me if you think this sounds legit, okay? Uh, it allows you to safely and secure and store any seed phrase from your wallet, isolated even from the operating system. But unlike a cold wallet, you can safely and intuitively approve and sign transactions, move NFTs, and link dApps to your wallet with just a tap. So supposedly your seed phrases are secured from even the operating system, but also seemlessly available. I don't know. It's, I don't know. It seems too good to be true, but that didn't stop me from pre-ordering the phone. So I'm sorry. Like explain that to me and the audience again. Okay. So there's seed vault that's right. built into the phone. It stores your wallet details separately from the Android system. It's like a cold wallet built right into your phone with mm. one tap integrations for transactions. So supposedly your seed vault, like your seed phrase is like stored in a vault that's separate from the operating system. Mm, okay. So it's like just having a, a, a cold wallet built into the phone. Yeah. Okay. Seems a little too good to be true for me, bro. I mean, it's look, like it's always still a vulnerability. Like if you think about the way that phones would work, you certainly wouldn't have like for the love of God, I would hope that you wouldn't have your seed phrase stored in some cloud system uh, on an Android operating iOS or mm -hmm. not iOS, but like uh, on oh, the yeah. Android operating system, which is not iOS, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, but for the love of God, I hope your seed phrase wouldn't be stored in the cloud somewhere. Um, so, yeah, that, you would think that would be the only way they could do it. Right. Yeah. I mean, God forbid this thing's going down all the time, too, you know. So Evan, Evan, who knows more about smartphones than we do, apparently says isolated hardware chip. It's nothing new. Been done a lot on phones before. Um, Hell yeah, Evan. See like Knox. hard buy from Evan. See like Knox on phones. <laughs> What's that? So I'm saying that this is a hard buy from Evan. We should definitely get the Solana smartphone. I put myself on the pre-order list. You can't get it yet. Yep. Yep. So yeah. So some details around. So then they uh, has they have announced that the launch of its crypto phone saga uh is going to be may 8th um and the company has a ton of them already pre-ordered and shipped so i'm sure i'm assuming that you know we'll know something about it uh in the coming weeks um and and really like i guess where, where i want to take this is you know the rising prominence of smartphones in the tech industry makes this 
development of like a crypto friendly phone, a pretty interesting idea, I think. Um, and so, you know, do you, do you agree that like, this is, you know, this is to me, like this is the next, the next move for crypto should be a much easier way to interact and do things on your phone itself. And of course there's a lot of wallets out there that are, are smartphone enabled. Um, I, I have, I've yet to cross the barrier of trust of putting crypto on my phone. It's just, I just, I just, I don't know. That's how I am. But uh, do you see this as a huge market opportunity? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think the smartphone market is probably pretty hard to break into um, with yep. I, you're competing against Apple, like the, what, which was the largest company in the world. I think it still might be. Um, and Microsoft, <laughs> right? So pretty, pretty in Samsung, like these really massive companies. So, I mean, if they can deliver a quality product, that's, that's why I'm excited to see it. Is, is it really going to be like better than an iPhone? Because like if you're thinking about people that aren't into crypto, is this going to get them into crypto? Probably yep. not. Like unless it's like a sick ass phone, like a really cool phone. Yeah, I mean, you know, look, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be the test trial. Like like I wouldn't be the, the, the testing group for this one personally. Uh, and if I was some tiny portion of my crypto bag, because, uh, you know, you'd have to be a bit nuts to, to, to throw everything you have on this thing and just expect it to work. Uh, and I'm sure that, you know, like everything, there's going to be scammers looking for ways to open new levels of vulnerability to this device. Uh, and so I wouldn't be the first one that actually uses it. Um, but one, you know, I, I read an article that w one of the uh, Solana-focused companies, and I, I don't know if that means investors or what, uh, noted this development as a gamble. And that was the, the direct quote that they basically said that this was a massive gamble. Um, yeah, and I'd, so, love to see, I'd love to see how much money they put into this to try and make this happen. Yeah. And how much yeah. that was FTX money. So <laughs> something... <laughs> Something that's uh, FTX money, I don't know. Uh, like, what what FTX money do they have? What like what are you referencing? Well, wasn't Solana like massively invested in by FTX? Uh, I don't know what level of ownership that they had, but if they were, then that, that number would be close to zero by now. No, <laughs> I guess so. I don't, hey, I don't you know think what, they have a big opportunity in the market here with this Solana smartphone, though, because like screen addictions are really bad, epidemic yep. plaguing millennials and Zoomers alike. And a phone that you can only use like four days out of the week and it's down the other three days would be like really useful. <laughs> yeah. If it's dependent on the Solana network uptime, then that is obviously a problem, my friend. I mean, so here's what stands out to me. In, in, insanely fast POC to launch. So, so POC stands for proof of concept uh, in terms of creating you know, software, hardware, devices. But, you know, basically... They did this in ten months. I mean, when, from from point of announcement that hey, we we're going to do this to now, it's been ten months, and so they rolled this thing out in ten months. And that that you know, look, anything to do with a smartphone connected to uh, an industry that already sees a massive amount of hacks, it gives me pause. And so that is uh, to me, that's kind of a red flag. I, I don't know how you take it. Uh, sorry, I I was looking at this section here that says that you can use for purchase on like you connect your seed phrase to and it's connected to all dApps which are available for purchase in the solana app store 
Yeah, I've got and, I've got the DAPs actually below in this article. Okay, sorry for jumping ahead. I just <laughs> was transfixed by that. I was like, that sounds fucking dumb. <laughs> no, I mean, I think it's really smart. I, I totally disagree. Like, if, look, if you're gonna have it, then it's got to have functionality related to the current crypto. You know. Yeah, I mean uh, that's true. I just think I don't know. I was thinking like, what am I buy Flappy Bird with it? Flappy Bird doesn't exist anymore. I guess it's a bad example. I'm a boomer. Um. Clay, remember you yelling about DApps launching without proper testing and security? Same deal. They're going to get they're going to get bad rap for crypto. It's it's that's that is a, a very very good point, and that's definitely the the you know that's the perspective I it's the perspective I usually take even on protocols rolling out, uh, and we saw it and you know, we see it all the time. Um, so yeah, so eight months to, to market it seems fast. Uh, I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, the phone's going to go for a thousand bucks. It was built by Barrier. Bay Area smartphone company OSOM. Can you Google smartphone company OSOM, Corval? I'd like to understand. Yeah, I already have it pulled up. That's where I was uh, reading some of the specs from the phone. Oh, gotcha, here. Gotcha. Okay. Um, they don't have like a lot of information on it. When you click on like more information, it just takes you to the Saga website, um, the Solana store website, um, where you can already buy like attachments <laughs> for the phone, but there's not too many details. Yeah, I'm looking at the company is uh uh yeah, so like see if you can find anything about this company. Like have a bad track record, good track record, etc. Just Google them and see what that comes up. But basically it's got 512 gigabytes of storage, it's got a back camera lens, 6.67 inch OLED display, and a fingerprint scanner. Ooh, we're going back to like iPhone uh iPhone 10 days, 11? When do they come out with that the little nifty open it with your fingerprint thing? Uh yeah, so Osam, it seems like this company was just like founded <laughs> to For make this, this phone. Uh, it's like the only product they've got, and their key investors are Solana and then like a couple other VC firms. So nice. Yeah, this nothing, is just like <laughs> created specifically to to make this phone. Nothing like rolling out a shell company uh, and then and then labeling it as uh, a smartphone manufacturer uh, <laughs> based on the fact that you made it as Solana. So, good lord uh it never there's never a dull moment so all right so here's the, here's another thing i want to talk through so google and apple uh have very strict rules uh especially around payment systems and 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 many web3 apps uh make may have to make compromises to get in the app store uniswap was stuck there uh which by the way just released uh last thursday the uniswap app i think is available on apple um, but it was stuck there for like months man like five or six mm -hmm. months and so like this is like it's got to be the biggest hurdle that they face. Like, like, so you're telling me you're going to get, you know, any like shitcoin decks or whatever, you, you know, insert whatever you'd like here onto this phone through Google and Apple regulation. Uh, I just find it hard to believe that's going to be the case. And maybe yeah. that's not what they're going for. I mean, that's a good point. Like Apple has like, I'm assuming massive experience teams for vetting apps as that come on the store. And even then a couple stinkers get through, um, so it does solana have like the infrastructure already ready to to handle that um i doubt it <laughs> yeah but with that said and i i could care less about them so here so you talked about what apps are coming with it so at launch 16 dApps will be available and downloadable from the solana uh, app store these apps include audius dialect jupiter jupiter aggregator ledger uh mango mango eden mango markets love that one uh Marinade and squads, just to name a few. And so 
you know, most of these things are obviously Solana specific protocols, which obviously makes sense. It's got to be built, you know, I assume on, on Solana itself. The only one that like, so having Ledger is obviously of vital importance and it's something that I would, uh, that I wouldn't do it without clearly. Um, and so with that said, someone was having a, someone was chatting with me about, Hey, where can I get Bitcoin to wrap Bitcoin? And there's not a lot of great answers like to get Bitcoin off of an exchange and then onto somewhere else and get it into the form of wrapped Bitcoin. And it was in relation to taking a loan on Ethos Reserve because you have to hold wrapped Bitcoin. That's how the conversation started. I think I literally named five different ways to get there. There's zero reason for me to recall what they all were, but there was like five different ways to go about it. And it's really not that easy, but um, I don't hold my Bitcoin on any exchange, I hold it on my ledger live. And so that is just a best practice. And it's something that I would encourage everybody to do because if you still hold your stuff on exchanges and clearly you're not watching this show and clearly you haven't been here for the last nine months and clearly you haven't seen all the, you know, everything that's gone down in the industry. So the reason I say all that is to say this, to quote Double Sharp, uh, with ledger on there, I'll be interested to see if they have facilis, fa uh, facilitated trading across other chains as part of ledger uh, because you can make swaps on Ledger Live. Now, the question is, how efficient are the swaps uh, and what chains do they support? And so I think it's Ethereum and I think it's uh, AVAX is what I, I believe. Um, and then potentially Solana here. So my point is, if this meant that I could facilitate trades uh, for other tokens that I actually care about through Ledger on this phone and it's secure, that is something I'd be interested in doing because then you could like actually... You know, in real time, not have to be home and actually use this thing for some type of functionality. Um, and so that's that to me is probably one of the more interesting angles. Uh, I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah, I think it'd be pretty slick. Um, I don't know. I don't know too much about Solana, man. I, I, I've never really used it, but I do have. So people have been asking because I brought it up, like, what's the relationship between FTX and Solana? Uh, if you just Google it, there's a couple articles from like late 2022 uh sam bigman free was a huge supporter of solana uh he owned like a shitload of soul tokens yeah um yeah, so yeah. when ftx went down they crashed like a bunch that's the connection is, yeah. is he invested in a lot of projects in the system well, i mean so, the price when when the ftx collapsed the x goodness gracious when the ftx collapse happened it went from 80 bucks down to like 20 bucks and then had since traded down to eight mm -hmm. uh and and so yeah so that was definitely a catalyst there you know, my thing is like for things like this, like I would want to look for a workaround that made it worth my time because like I'm not a big Solana user. I don't have, you know, I don't really do much with the network. Mm -hmm. NFTs are huge on Solana or they were. Um, and so maybe that's a, a different use case that, that just really isn't, it's not for me per se. But if the ledger thing was a way to get to other networks, that's something I would potentially use. Um, and then I think we need to probably cap this and, and move on to the SEC stuff that you need to know about. Yes, sir. Uh, and so... If you're watching this, guys, hit the like button for us. Um, let's, you know, we'll keep an eye on this Solana smartphone situation. Uh, the only other thing I would say here, and, and then this is uh, maybe a final thought and your feedback. This to me is a like this is a this, this is a risk. Like the, the whoever the employee was that said this is a gamble, I completely agree, dude. This is a gamble. You're a blockchain company whose blockchain has gone offline six times, seven times, eight times in the last two years. Now you're rolling out a device that you know jack shit about. Uh, you are not a smartphone manufacturer. You never have been. Uh, and it reminds me of Facebook saying, you know, we're going to go from Facebook, and this Suvaki actually gave me this example, from Facebook to Meta. 
we're going to be the metaverse. And, and that really worked out great, didn't it? Um, and so when you're, you know, when you're X and you try to deviate to Y, uh, that can be a massive bludgeon on your company, depending on how that thing goes, man. So I do think this is a gamble. Yeah, it could be a huge money black hole. Yep. Uh, and then, then you, you brought up a good point, too. Uh, not two weeks ago. Last week, uh, you know, globally, there's 1.4 billion adults that are unbanked. You know, look, I have no idea whether this could freaking help. Like the thing's a thousand bucks. If you're unbanked, I highly doubt you're buying a thousand dollar smartphone. So I don't think that that's probably a connection we can draw either. Mm-hmm. But just wanted to point that out. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe it. If they were serious, if they were really serious, they would have made like, um, what are those store those phones you could buy at Walmart for like 20 bucks? The prepaids, the yeah, flip like, prepaids. They should have made one of those that's attached to the Solana network. And you can use that to to trade. I'm sure that yeah, I'm sure it'd be a great experience if you can play Snake, and uh, and yeah. also uh, you know trade your crypto. So we'll see how this goes. Let's uh, let's move on to the SEC. So there was a big announcement over the weekend, uh, and this is something that you guys need to be paying attention to because it actually uh, is pretty important. Uh, and I would say that that Gensler strikes again. Uh, so a new definition for exchanges has been has big implications for crypto. Uh, and effectively, uh, we are talking about uh, SEC's comments. And, and so basically, SEC reopens a comment period for proposed amendment to Exchange Act Rule 3B16. Um, and so basically, the U.S. Exchange Commission issued a proposal to, among other things, require communication protocol services, CPSs, to register with the agency these CPSs would be defined as systems or platforms that make available the means for buyers and sellers uh, of securities to interact. Man, that's vague. Uh, concern has swept across the crypto industry that broad and novel regulatory approach would bring crypto and decentralized finance in particular into the SEC's regu- regulatory per- uh, perimeter. Uh, and there's among that, there's many other concerns. So did you have a chance to look into this? Yeah, I did. I ran it through ChatGPT, the the big ass document they put out. Yeah. Um, some key takeaways from it is uh, they need help. The SEC needs help, bro. They don't know how to track the data from DeFi protocols. They don't know how to um, like enforce any actions against them. So there's a, a big chunk of this document is them soliciting advice asking for, for literature and experts to come forward and tell them how they can actually uh, work with um, DeFi protocols to regulate them, bring them into the fold. Yeah. Um, it's pretty, pretty, I mean, it's like more like they're announcing intent rather than they can actually do anything is what it seems uh, like. Yeah. I mean, intent, intent to what? Uh, intent to enforce uh regulations that exist for existing exchanges on DeFi projects. Thank you. Yes. So basically they want like, this is a backdoor yet again, a backdoor, you know, let's, let's, let's end around a way to get, uh, you know, right now, obviously there's a CFTC SEC battle as, as who's going to control crypto. This is a backdoor attempt to, to further pull in their oversight of crypto uh, through through this, uh, you know, SEC Exchange Act Rule 3B16. And so what are the concerns? Firstly, which tokens are actually security? You know, 
you know, uh, oh, you sure? Like that's that's not that's not a big one to me. I think we've been fighting that for a long time. Second, did the SEC uh, even intend to rope crypto into the proposal? Nothing in six five four mentions DeFi crypto or blockchain. Uh, I don't really care if it's mentioned or not because I've got a next tab on sec.gov that shows you exactly what their intentions are, my friends. And so, yeah, so this is, a, you know, this is another way, greater oversight. Under Chair Gensman's leadership, the agency signals his intention to take over crypto oversight. And the key, the key question has been how. And that, I think, is the, uh, that's, that's, the, uh, that's the burning question. How? How do we get crypto in the SEC fold? How do we make sure we're the ones that regulate it? So foremost, among the concerns is whether this rule exceeds SEC authority. The, man, the commonality of, of, of everyday concerns we have with the SEC. The SEC regulates exchanges, which traditionally has meant platforms where buyers and sellers actually buy and sell, not ancillary service services or platforms. And so, um, you know, so basically, obviously, this is a stretch into if we can get, um, you know, if we can get this Exchange Act Rule 3B16 to include these, uh, and I'll go up once again, just to quote it correctly, these communication protocol services, which you could consider to be DEXs effectively, and, and probably a lot more than that, uh, where people interact and, and conversate about potential uh, market movements, then you can probably rope in crypto to that. Um, and so, you know, uh, are we really supposed to believe that software developers who, software developers who contribute to open source pro projects are to register with the SEC because the platform may facilitate buyers and sellers talking? Like that's probably the most standout quote of this article to me. Like, I mean, it's absurd. Yeah, it's pretty uh, goofy, dude. They uh, going back to like the document here. It's like really bizarre too because in the document they state that they don't even know like how these protocols like might uh fall under their jurisdiction so they're really reaching here so that's why they have this really broad language yeah i mean yeah. it doesn't seem like it's this is just the proposed amendment right like they're they're soliciting like comments they want comments on this stuff before they go forward and actually amending anything but the, the comment window, dude, is like 18 days long. Like it is not nearly long enough to like actually if they were to like, you know, push this through, which was passed by a three to two vote, like apparently in some pre preliminary like voting mm -hmm. stage, one of which was Gensler. Um, so anyway, first, the SEC needs to give adequate notice. All right. So here we go. First, the SEC needs to give adequate notice and opportunity to comment. Mere weeks to comment on a 654-page proposal that massively expands secondary market security regulation and may also encompass crypto without ever even mentioning crypto is anything but adequate. So there you go. Like, mm -hmm. come on, man. Yeah, I mean, it's not looking good, bro. I mean, SEC is also not just – like they're actively uh, pursuing action now too. I just was sent this article um, about how they're charging Bitrex uh, – for listing omg dash algorand monolith naga and iht mm -hmm. um so they're already making movements dude on on what they're calling securities this is i guess them providing clarity on what constitutes a security by specifically targeting uh specific yeah. tokens yeah i mean but, and, and it gets them off of exchanges like they like omg and serum were taken off coinbase and a lot of other things because of that reason uh, if you look at this, so this is from the SEC's website. It's in particular about uh, Act Rule 3B16. So just yet another latest thing that we will be keeping up with and following. 
but this is Gensler speaking. I believe the supplement release will help address comments on the proposal from various market participants, particularly those in the crypto markets. So yeah, 654 page document, never mentioning crypto, but this is his feedback, right? So crypto mm -hmm. markets. So you don't think this is a, a roundabout loophole way of, of, of giving the SEC better control? Of course it is. Make no mistake, many crypto trading platforms already come under the current definition of an exchange and thus have an existing duty to comply with securities laws. Investors in the crypto markets should receive the same time protested protections of security laws and all other markets, blah, blah, blah. Well, there you go, dude. I mean, it's about protecting the investors. At the end of the day, all this is about protecting the little guy, you know, little yeah. guy getting dumped on by big whales. You know yeah. what? I'm turning, I'm turning my back on crypto agitators bro sec needs to come in then you protect the little guy yeah you and i mean me. look like i i don't argue that like smart contracts need, like rolling out new protocols needs to slow down and, and be more battle tested like there's a lot of things about this space that that could be changed in a positive way so this this came out from d5 education fund so they reopened the three to two um this uh this expanded definition includes a lot of ambiguity and imposes significant burdens on DeFi protocols which may be difficult to comply we already know they can't comply that's that's the bottom line coinbase has made it clear um but you know sepson in incepts commissioner hester pierce who we've talked about quite a few times on on numerous different types of shows we have uh, expressed concerns that the rule would stifle innovation and said seeks to protect its incumbents Shocker. She also pointed out more clarity is needed in regards to the following. Defining communication protocol systems. What is that? That every comment in the show so far, like eBay could be considered that because it because mm -hmm. it you know it talks about market price and really creates talks about market price. If compliance would require DeFi to centralize, if miners and validators could fall under the criteria proposed, how the SEC would manage the situation when a crypto uh, token transforms from a security to a non-security. So a lot of different things that are open to discussion around this thing. Um, and then just trying to push this thing through as fast as humanly possible uh, is yet another four square, square peg in a round hole by the SEC and by Chairman Gensler. Uh, and it's it comes as no surprise, man. But this is just something else we need to be watching because obviously, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, by the way, Reopen the commitment period for proposed amendment rule 3B16 under the Security Exchange Act of 1934. Like, it's just so ridiculous, dude. Like, we're, we're working off antiquated laws that, that haven't been changed since 1934. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, they're trying to change it now. Right. <laughs> they're trying to update but, but not it. But not the Howey test, not, not, this, mm -hmm. not the act, you know, Exchange Act of 1934. They're not. They're trying to, they're trying to pit, you know, force this sector into fit with what they think is going to make the most sense to give them regulatory control so that's true um, they so really want to control those inflows and outflows baby yeah just mass overreach of of uh you know of their control so apparently mm -hmm. the same uh education fund has submitted their own comments uh to the sec and so needless to say software cannot comply with regulatory obligations only persons with the capacity to modify their own behavior are regulatable the developers of open source software are also improper targets for the proposal. They lack the capacity to modify the code they have developed after its launch to comply with regulations designed for intermediating financial institutions. And that's where I say that mm. the square pegging around hole of the Security Exchange Act of 1934 
that's like that's exactly what the stuff they're talking about here. Like this is it's ridiculous. Hey, I'm in hell, so I'm gonna be the devil's advocate here, dude. I'm gonna give you uh, I give you something kind of scary to think about. So we have seen like uh what was that previous hack where they they launched an upgrade? They upgraded a contract, right? To get the funds back. Mm-hmm. I can't remember who it was, but there was another recent one where you're they upgrade contracts to close security loopholes, right? The SEC could see that and be like, well, look, you can modify these things. Yeah, once they're deployed, they're immutable, but you upgrade them when when certain conditions apply. So we're going to impose additional conditions forcing you to upgrade contracts. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's it's. uh, Yeah, like so. (laughs) Yeah, it's scary, bro. They can get your ass. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I'm not even sure how to respond to that because like there's there's so much there's so many different attack vectors is, is really what it comes down to to me. Uh, that it's 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 impossible. Like we're playing whack-a-mole of attack vectors at this point, um, and so it's really really frightening to think that like that's that's. I mean, I'm not surprised, but it's frightening to think that, like that's the SEC's approach to uh, to regulating the space. And reminder, guys, tomorrow, uh, and and um, Corval and I talked about are we going to uh, get on and 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 maybe like live chat about this on a spaces. But reminder that tomorrow. 10 a.m. Eastern Time, hearing on oversight of the Security Exchange Commission. This is Gensler, baby, going up, uh, you know, going up and testifying for the first time in, in over two years about his oversight of many things, crypto included. Uh, so if you'd like to see us do a live 10 a.m. streaming and comment section of this on Twitter Spaces, hit us in the comments right now. Let us know that it's something that you would like to see you tune into. We can have some fun with it. We can uh, we can make real time comments on his comments. Bring people on stage after and chat through it. Uh, hit us in the comments. Let us know uh, if that's something you'd like to see. Um, and uh, maybe we can make that happen, Corval. Yeah, dude, let's do it. Uh, and, you know, I'm excited. I'm excited that he has to get up there. Uh, thankfully, this is a uh, this is this is a, uh, a committee that he's getting in front of that is a House committee and not a Senate committee, which means to me, maybe, oh, maybe, he won't be tossed softball questions that he got prior is not everybody in the in the you know in the House uh, Financial Committee is a fan of Gensler, uh, as opposed to like the Senate with Warren and all you know all of his proponents on that side. She doesn't get to be there, and so maybe we'll get some real questioning with some real like impact, uh, and he and his feet will be held to the fire for the first time in two years. And so there we go. That's how we tie your background back into this bad boy. Um, and so works. I'm excited about that personally, and I think we should we should live stream it because I think it'd be uh, I think it could be both interesting and. Uh, and informative and then we can talk about it more on this show uh this is a random tweet that came out uh from from gabriel haynes and i don't know exactly what he's referencing but i thought it was pretty funny uh let me pull it up here and uh share screen and and it's in relation to gensler this guy uh, wants to be shirtless i know man but like the show look, off looks like gensler made an oopsie so i don't know what he's talking about exactly but uh let's let's play it he's just i just think he's funny Oh, Gary, looks like you fucked up a little, Mr. Gensler. Looks like you were promoting Algorand, and then you made it a goddamn security. You promoted a security. (laughs) You made it a security. Now you got to give yourself a goddamn fine. (laughs) Go to jail, Gary. (laughs) Yo, Gary and Shaq in the same cell. That would be a great TV show. Yeah, dude. Young little Gary Gensler, Big Shaq, they got to team up because they're in jail for securities fraud. Yes, that would be absolutely incredible. So, like, so just as a plug for so 
like shout out to Gabriel. I think his stuff is hilarious, shirtless or not. Like the guy has uh, no shame um, in terms of <laughs> of what he puts out, and uh, and I respect it. Um, so let me reshare the uh, sort of the the, the the tabs here. So uh, one more thing on the on the Gary thing for for tomorrow. So this came out uh, this morning, uh, yesterday. Uh, so Warren Davidson. Let's uh, let's see. Oh. Former Army Ranger serving in the 8th District in Congress. Uh, so, yep, to correct a long series of abuse, I am introducing legislation that removes the Chairman of Securities Exchange Commission and replaces the role with the Executive Director that reports to the board where uh, authority resides. Former Chair and of the SEC are in, uh, ineligible. Former Chairs of the SEC are ineligible. So we've got uh, Warren Davidson. Um, you know, basically saying like the SEC should not have oversight. I'm assuming that they've abused their their oversight in his perspective. Uh, so, and then uh, this is the uh, legal counsel for Coinbase. Paul basically says in in just sixty something words, SEC Commissioner Hester Pierce has managed to articulate all that is that hits uh, awfully close to home. Goodness gracious! Today's commissioner tells entrepreneurs trying to do new things in markets comes come in and register. When entrepreneurs uh, find they cannot, the commission dismisses the possibility of making practical adjustments to our registration framework. Helps ensures uh, and helps to help ensure entrepreneurs register, and instead rewards their good faith with enforcement action. Today, uh, commission treats the notice and comment rulemaking process as not a conversation but a threat. And I think hopefully that type of like rhetoric comes out in tomorrow's chat with Gary. Yeah, I hope so too, man. I hope they school this guy. I hope they tell him you're going too nuts, man. You got you got you got to rein it back a little bit. You got to actually work with people. You can't just hit them with a lawsuit. Did did I just read all that without that on screen? Yeah, you did. Like why just, just hit the hit the ad button? Was somebody no, tell man, me? Man, it's good. People thought that came off the dome. <laughs> Oh man! All right, so so a lot of things to watch tomorrow. Uh, I'm excited for it, and hopefully we can uh, we can get in with all you guys and uh, and do something fun. Let's uh, let's talk about Shaq, bro. Okay, Shaq, what what happened? Uh, so apparently he'd been like evading authorities for a really long time. This huge man, this <laughs> this giant of a man, was sneaking around. They couldn't get him to hit him with the court summons or whatever. They couldn't serve him the papers they needed to serve him to to bring him to justice for supporting FTX, but they finally got him. We got him yep. folks. Yep. So Shaq, uh, was served, uh, I assume over the weekend. Um, and basically Shaquille O'Neal served an FTX case, ending a three month sideshow NBA legend Shaquille O'Neal is said to be the only celebrity who avoided servers, uh, of the FTX endorsement lawsuit. Um, and so, yeah, so I guess, you know, yeah. he, he got served, dude. How did, um, how did he avoid it? I mean, he tried all kinds of methods. He'd be bouncing around between houses. Apparently, at one time, he just <laughs> he was at home and he just didn't answer the door, just turn off all the lights, pretend like he wasn't home. Some real swag behavior from Shaq here. Uh, right. Really trying to avoid. I don't. I don't know what he was trying to like. Uh, like it's inevitable. Like what? It's not gonna run. You're not running out the clock, bro. <laughs> like they're just gonna keep trying to serve you. You're definitely not running out of the clock, and and it just makes me it makes me think of uh, of of Pineapple Express, obviously the movie for those who have seen it. Uh, such a great movie. I personally think it's hilarious. Uh, I don't know why it's in another language. Maybe because other people <laughs> don't speak English, but like it makes me think of this scene. 
Yo, you've been served. Been served. You've been served. You've been served. So that's that's basically the person on the way to uh to Shaq's crib. Uh, you know, working up the confidence to to, to serve Shaq because you have to ask the person, "Are you Shaquille O'Neal?" They respond yes, and then you can serve. Uh, but you have to get clear compliance that they are who they you know you think they are. Uh, and so you know that's a big part of the movie. But imagine walking up to like seven foot one, you know, some three hundred pounds Shaquille O'Neal to be the dude that or 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 woman who serves Shaq this notice. Like that's you, you'd have to like you'd be driving over in that car, you know, smoking or not. Building up your confidence to pull this off, bro. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like they would be more surprised than anything that they actually got him this time. You know, you're probably you're probably on your way and you're like, oh, this is another easy day. I don't actually have to do my job. I'm going to show if he's not going to be there. Yeah. Like, I, I, I need more details on this. Like, did they dress up like a UPS person? Was it pest control? Like, did they make a, an appointment for, like, to fix their cable? Hey, shout out to my cable, which has been stable this whole show. Uh, so shout out to the fixes um, that I ordered three different Aero uh, Wi-Fi extenders and ran it throughout the entire house. Nevertheless, did they, you know, did they do one of those three things uh, and and then serve Shaq? Like I need, I need details. Yeah, I like to think that they like burst out of a cake or something. Like they did a very big uh, scheme. You know? Yes, it was it was one of Shaq's kids' birthday parties, and they and they popped out of a cake. <laughs> it was a, it was a dwarf at one of Shaq's kids' birthday parties. It turned out it was a full grown man. He hit him with the papers. Family friendly show. Why do you got to bring little people into this, man? What was wrong with them, dude? <laughs> what does that have to do with family friendly? Uh, people so- just like you or me. They're just a little bit shorter. That's that's true. That's true. Uh, So, yeah. So, you know, as of last week, O'Neal is the last remaining defendant to be served. So Shaquille O'Neal, Tom Brady, Larry David, Giselle Bunchen, Steph Curry, Kevin O'Leary, among others. Uh, This development ends a three-month hunt to serve the former basketball player and his role to endorse now-defunct crypto exchange FTX. Uh, and I love like the the tweets and everything with with like that people have made. At least are FTX made with Shaq with a football helmet on with FTX. I mean, there's just it's it's pure green it's, gold. I think it's kind of unfair to include Larry David in that because in the ad, didn't he say he's not going to use FTX? He did. It's not my thing. That's that's exactly right. That is exactly right. So they should give him a a bonus. They should pay him five hundred dollars for being like you're a celebrity that denounced FTX. Good for you. <laughs> um. All right, man. <laughs> cue the music there it is uh so yeah dude happy monday corval i hope that uh i hope that things are are starting off well for you buddy oh, yeah and, nice uh, and warm down here yeah it's it's been beautiful weather in florida uh to all of you wh- wherever you are i hope everything is good hope you had a great weekend uh again hit the like button for us guys we uh we really appreciate it Share the show with one friend. If we double our numbers, then we'll hit that hundred. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep saying it until the day it happens. And then I don't know what I'm gonna do. We're gonna have to give something away or have a, 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 a some kind of party. I don't know. Do yeah, some we'll party. That's right. That's right. Wait, but, we're uh, gonna do a live stream from the beach, dude. We'll do a live stream from Tam- Tampa Bay Tampa <laughs> on the water. Bay. That's right. We'll uh, we'll do it on a boat. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, well, guys. Every day, always so much to pay attention to. Uh, let's keep this. Let's keep our eye on this. This latest SEC um, cluster, cluster fu, you know, apostrophe ck, uh, you know, ordeal that's going on, and uh, and we'll you know we'll we'll keep an eye on it. But tomorrow's testimony, man, we're going to be talking a lot about that. We're going to bring the heat on that. Uh, have an awesome day. Hit the like button. Subscribe to the channel. 
Enjoy your Monday, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow, same time, same place. See y'all. Have a great day. Peace out.